It's likely that monster still lurks nearby. My spirit is nearly broken. This hardship gnaws at me. <laughs> We're falling. I wonder how far we will plummet. She went in mere moments ago. Now, I would like the spirit medium, Tenko, to sit within the center circle. Please be sure to walk on the path, so as not to disturb the magic circle. Next, you must be as a turtle within that circle. Please rest your forehead upon this stone marker I've placed here. Certainly. It is merely needed as a marker for her forehead to rest upon. This may be uncomfortable, but please endure it until the seance is complete. Whatever you do, you mustn't raise your head or change positions. I shall take that role. All right, everything is prepared. Tenko, how are you doing? The final step is to place the wooden statue of the dog god atop the cage. The four of us may need to do this together. The statue is quite heavy. No, it is not much more than 175 pounds. No, it is not much more than 175 pounds. The iron cage was made specifically for seances, so it can hold this weight. The iron cage was made specifically for seances, so it can hold this weight. Now, let us exit the magic circle. Take care to avoid disturbing it. Now we darken the room. Kokichi and Shuichi are closest to the candles. Now we darken the room. Kokichi and Shuichi are closest to the candles. Please blow out the candles. You should be able to follow the walls in the dark. You needn't move, Himiko. There are many gaps in the floor near you. Once the room is dark, I will begin the song. Please sing along with me. Then I will call out to Angie. Until she replies, there must be silence. Correct. I brought matches from the warehouse, so please use those. At last, at last, at long last. Younger dog and little lost girl sealed within an iron cage at mountain's bottom within the darkness at last at last at long last how many will there be by dawn Will there be two or just one? Will the guard dog run far away? Or did it eat the little girl? At last, at last, at long last. Now, I will remove the sheet. Oh? I love her with all my heart, and she loves me with all her heart. Yes, we vowed an endless love to each other, forever bound by fate. None can come between us. We are bound by an intense love, no matter what anyone says. I loved her so deeply, and she loved me so deeply. The fact that we were siblings meant nothing to us. They called it forbidden love but none could stop the love we shared. Oh, how I long for my sister's warmth. The only time I felt at peace was when I was enveloped in my sister's warmth. Then might I offer the first topic? I'll begin the conversation then, 
There's something I found curious. Why, I wonder, didn't the culprit take advantage of the first blood perk? Before we determine the mastermind, we must uncover the culprit. He was killed in the library. Hmm, that does seem plausible. It's very likely the mastermind knew about Kaede and Shuichi's trap. This case may have become the perfect crime thanks to your hidden cameras. The mastermind knew about your trap and exploited it to commit their crime. Of course she didn't. Mio was in the dining hall during the murder. I saw her there while dining on what I thought would be my last supper. So there you have it, Mew's alibi. Sumugi and Kirumi were both in the dining hall as well. No, not the entire time. At one point, Sumugi went to the restroom. Which of us went to the basement? Why not torture the truth out of them? It would be the quickest method. <laughs> what will you do? Without an alibi, we'll all choose you. If Gonta couldn't use the sliding door, then in order to get to the library, Shuichi and Kaede's pictures were like that as well. The shutter only went off once someone set foot into the room. I would like to believe him, but without evidence, we cannot. If one opened the back door of the library, one could throw a shot and strike true. If that's true, then there's no possibility that Gonta is the culprit. If that's true, the suspects are those who were alone at the time of the incident. It's quite the mystery. How did the killer avoid being caught by the cameras? <laughs> I forgot. What a pitiful excuse. <laughs> well then, does this mean that he is the culprit we have been seeking? You had better speak soon. Your silence only damns you further. Don't become emotional. We must seek the truth in a calm and logical manner, or all our lives will be lost here. That would cause Kaede to assume that someone had moved the bookcase. The sound Kaede heard came from the sensor when Shuichi secretly moved it in order to trigger the alarm. You speak as if you knew that from the start. Even I was taken in. I see. Then he caused the receiver to go off in front of Kaede to trick her. And so when Rantaro moved the bookcase, a picture was taken without the alarm sounding. Or perhaps you wanted to cover for Shuichi, even at the cost of your life. It's not so unthinkable. All hearts are blind when faced with radiant love. Doing anything for the one you love. Hasn't everyone felt that way before? I most certainly have, at least. You hid what you knew about the camera interval, Shuichi. We've already exhausted all possible avenues of discussion. Your last few remarks carry more conviction than before. It seems as though Shuichi is serious after all. The shot that fell from the vent, how did it strike Rantaro's head from that distance? Did you not just tell us that the shot traveled through the vent? Your words and that smile. Is this your admission of guilt? So that means most of Kaede's sins were committed right before Shuichi's eyes. His body appearing in the water tank leads one to think the escape trick played a part. It's only natural we suspect Himiko. She was the one performing the trick. <laughs> Agreed. Before being eaten by the piranhas, he made no attempt to escape the water. To be precise, he made no movements whatsoever. Yes. By that point, he had already joined the ranks of the dead. <laughs> Kimiko is committed to her act. 
but those who deal in dreams are oft liars. The curtain covering the tank was certainly suspicious. That would explain why there was a puddle around the stairs. I see. She had a towel, too. She may not have had time to fully dry her hair, but her short hair and hat ensured we were none the wiser. Now that we understand how the trick was performed, let us move on. When Himiko was escaping the tank, she dragged out the body hidden in the stairs and simply switched places with it. She had no need to worry about us witnessing her at that point, for the entire stage was hidden behind a curtain. To all but Gonta, anyway. And what of the tank containing the piranhas? But if the body and piranhas were separated, then it wouldn't have been devoured, correct? <laughs> Just as I thought. Using that glass pane as a divider, a safe space could be created in the tank. It is in such a space that the body could be stored, separated from the piranhas. The more densely the piranhas are packed, the harder it is to see past them. It only means we now have other suspects. You are not cleared of suspicion just yet. So all we must do is find someone with no alibi for that time period, yes? Simple enough. After all, most of us were detained by Gonta then. Ah, beautiful. Your spirit of self-sacrifice is just too beautiful. The other two without alibis are Kaito and Maki. Let us hear your testimonies, but that cannot be proven, can it? The only ones capable of that are the other three with no alibis. That leaves Kaito and Maki as the only ones with no alibis. One of these two had it? Wanting to believe in someone is a beautiful act, yes. However, it is a sentiment that has no place in a class trial. If that's true, then we have no basis for suspecting only Kaito and Maki. If Ryoma came to ask about that, does that mean you had his motive video? If that story is true, I see. Kokichi's response may help corroborate Maki's testimony. I find Maki's testimony suspicious. It's far too convenient for her. If no one can prove that this meeting took place, then there is no reason to believe your testimony, I'm afraid. Oh, please explain. Yes. If his lie leads us to the wrong culprit, he will join us in eternal sleep. Unless he wishes for death, we should be able to believe him. But I guess that means everyone's alibis no longer matter, yes? Well, the gym is locked at nighttime, so it must have been the next morning. But it may be possible they slipped by without you noticing. Is it not possible you simply missed the culprit? That certainly couldn't be tossed in. It would need to be placed carefully. The body could not have been thrown into the piranha tank to begin with. It would need to be placed carefully to prevent the glass pane from shifting. Perhaps the culprit steered the conversation away from that topic. Anyway, we can conclude it's impossible for him to have drowned in the pool. So the culprit handcuffed Ryoma and drowned him in his lab's sink. It's possible they knocked him out before handcuffing him. <laughs> Though there's no way we can be sure, now that he's not but bones. The rope is roughly 65 feet in length. As for the distance between the windows, you say the culprit placed their foot on the windowsill. Isn't that against school rules? It would count as entering the gym, would it not? Not necessarily. All one must do is detach the rope from the window after using the ropeway. Then, after returning to Ryoma's lab, one could retrieve the rope from that side. Tossing the rope into the gym from the pool window would be the final step. 
which is why the crime was committed during nighttime while we all slumbered. Not necessarily. You see, the water level in that pool is so low, even if one tried to draw in the inner tube using the rope, the steep angle the rope would be at would make it nigh impossible. Personally, I find this culprit frighteningly thorough. Such a bold, beautiful plan. I never even imagined there was a ropeway. Ah, respect begins to bloom in my heart for this wonderfully cruel culprit. That is not yet a certainty. Let us hear her testimony first. The crime was committed at nighttime, and you have no alibi, do you? Perhaps it was after she gained our trust that she saw her chance to strike. <laughs> there is such absolute beauty in trying to fight against the truth. The gloves on your hands now. I take it they're from your dorm? Why use your own gloves, though? The warehouse should have had plenty. Do not let your emotions hasten your judgment. There may be two killers. Who was resurrected, I wonder? If our transfer student isn't the culprit, then blame falls to one of us. What? Why? But anyone could have taken that katana, you see. I did not care about some katana. I had no desire to kill her in the first place. The remaining student council members are Gonta, Kibo, Sumugi, and Himiko. That trims our list of suspects down to three. Gonta, Sumugi, and Kibo. And do you have an alibi for last night? I can't question an insect. What are you saying? Is this some kind of joke? The back door had a sliding lock, yes. How was it locked from the outside? The culprit simply needed to spin the effigy's rope and then swiftly leave. This would cause the spinning katana to hit the sliding lock. And thus was the back door of an empty classroom locked from the inside. We must focus not on the locked room, but on who entered Angie's lab. Only one of the student council members or Kokichi could have gained entry. Therefore, the culprit must be among their number. I agree. Those under suspicion should explain themselves thoroughly. Let us talk about Tenko's case, then. Perhaps that will provide us a clue. True, I may have suggested it. But I explained the procedure beforehand, yes? If we all knew of it before the murder, then we are all equally suspicious. In addition, the seance wasn't entirely in my control, either. I was not the one who selected the room we performed it in. It was Himiko. Also, we should not limit our suspects to only those who participated in the seance. The empty room had a point of entry from outside, you see. If we consider that possibility, then there is another suspect. <laughs> it's appearing before me. Ooh, I can see it clearly. The true identity of Tenko's killer. The culprit sneaked in during the seance by crawling under the floor. Because it wasn't dark under the floor. You see, our villain had a light. I mean, Kibo's flashlight function. You don't remember? What does that even mean? Oh, they couldn't have? I see. That was a flaw in my theory. We shouldn't dismiss this line of inquiry, however. Instead of butting our heads against this, how about we concentrate on another issue? Perhaps first, we should figure out how and when exactly Tenko was killed. That's not possible. She was alive at that point. Yes, she was unmistakably alive when the seance began. The floorboard was removed at that point, so it's likely she was already dead then. A different time? It could not have been done at any other time. She was under the cage the whole time, and she was dead when the cage was lifted. 
If she was killed then, the cloth over the cage would have been pierced. Nonsense. There was no space in the cage for the culprit to hide. What? Perhaps that explains why the floorboard was removed. After stabbing herself with the sickle, she threw it underneath the floor. The true terror of class trials is that you shouldn't believe everything said. The true terror of class trials is that you shouldn't believe everything said. If you insist we believe in Tenko, then provide a reason to do so. Finally, with the last of her strength, she threw the sickle underneath the floor. All the pieces fit. Instantly? What? Her suicide was considered because we could not determine how she was killed. There is something that bothers me. The fact that the seance failed. The ritual was perfect, and yet it failed. How utterly strange. It was the sound of an intense impact. Judging from the sound, there must have been considerable force. What did the culprit stand to gain by cutting the cross piece? Indeed. Well played, Himiko. <laughs> it was you, wasn't it? The one behind the seesaw homicide. Because she's the only one capable of carrying out this plan. Because this seesaw homicide required its location to be prepared beforehand, then the culprit would need to lure their victim into the prepared room. That is why you chose that room for the seance. Is it not, Himiko? She likely found out about my plans for the seance somehow. Our culprit, Himiko, prepared her seesaw trap ahead of time. Then she waited for me to host the seance and suggested the middle room. She led us all into holding the seance right where she wanted it. Then she killed Tenko, all according to plan. Answer us, Himiko. You chose the middle room to lure us into your trap, did you not? Then you used that trap to kill Tenko, yes? You needn't worry. Himiko was the one who chose that room. Therefore, she is unmistakably the culprit. <laughs> that does seem like rather a pointless quest. Performing the seance in that room was Himiko's decision, was it not? Of the three empty rooms, why did you select the middle one, Himiko? Because you laid your trap there. Your opinions are empty words. I see. We were caught in the culprit's trap all along. Ah, that is a good point. Hmm, whatever are you talking about? Why do you suspect me? I was just thinking. So this is how each blackened must have felt. What an intriguing experience this is. But if I am the culprit as you claim, then I stomped on the floorboard, yes? So, do tell. How could I have stomped on the floorboard during that darkened seance? <laughs> Unless that is made clear, you cannot be certain I am the culprit. I will explain that in due time. Please answer my question first. Of course, the answer to that is, there was nothing of the sort. <laughs> An interesting thought. It is unfortunate that it is so wrong. Recall the document. What did the magic circle look like? When the room was darkened, each of us was in a corner of the room, yes? The magic circle didn't reach us, so I could not have followed it, yes? No, I most definitely drew it exactly the same. I have it perfectly memorized. My lie. Well, since you've given me the option, I will most certainly object. To be honest, it's unimportant, but it may be an amusing diversion. Now I shall bear witness to your abilities, Shuichi. Do entertain me.
If you are going to claim I am the culprit, then what of the murder weapon? It was set up in the cage. The only people capable of that are Kokichi and Shuichi who carried the cage. So suspicion should fall on them. The only person who could have collected the sickle is Himiko. But the only people who could have placed the sickle are Kokichi and Shuichi. But in regards to that dilemma, I did not carry the cage, nor did I lift it. I had no opportunity to touch the sickle. So simply put, I am not the killer. Wonderful! That's exactly correct. <laughs> the trick I put so much work into is just wasted effort now. Alas, let me guess. You'll never forgive me. Himiko, you must hate me so very much. Maybe you'd feel better if I was executed by Monokuma. But unfortunately for you, that won't happen. Because if you vote for me, every spotless, including myself, will die. <laughs> you still don't understand? I killed Tenko. That is the truth. But it is meaningless in this class trial. You see, I killed Tenko, but not Angie. For us, Tenko's death is nothing but a trivial issue. Because the blackened in this trial is the culprit who killed Angie. That is simply not possible. Recall that I was unable to enter Angie's lab. How could I have possibly killed Angie when I couldn't even enter her lab? <laughs> Voting for me will only help the one who murdered Angie. Of course I'm not. This case was an error on my part. Monokuma added that rule after both bodies were found, yes? How was I to know that the trial would only be for Angie's killer? Had I known, I certainly wouldn't have killed Tenko. Anyone could have entered my lab. Not possible. That rule was added after both murders. <laughs> it seems Kokichi's up to his usual misleading nonsense again. But why would she go into an empty room? There shouldn't have been anything in there. Hold on. You're all acting as though you've proven that is fact already. You claim Angie was murdered in the empty room, and then moved to the lab? Then how do you explain the large amount of blood in the lab? It may be possible to carry a body, but blood cannot be moved. Hmm? All clear. This is all clear. <laughs> what are you all talking about? All clear? What is all clear? What is... What are you... All clear? What are... You all... You... You what? What are- Sweet Correcchio, calm yourself. Their words are all hollow. There is no meaning to any of them. You must teach these ignorant children a lesson. Yes, you're right. Okay, I'll teach them. <laughs> Not yet. Nothing is clear at all. It's full of doubts, of mysteries! Of a dense, impenetrable fog! Nothing is clear at all! Angie was attacked in the empty room first, and then carried into the research lab? Impossible! Impossible! That's nothing but a delusion! You intend to poison our minds with your delusions? You say the culprit carried Angie's body, and not a single drop of blood fell? The hallway and empty room had no bloodstains. Even if you wiped them down later, there'd still be traces of evidence left behind. But there was no evidence anywhere, was there, Shuichi? What? What? Atua? How long are you going to keep that up? <coughs> what is... What on earth are you talking about? No. 
I'm not the culprit. So, so why is everyone looking at me like I am? Why? Why are they? Why is it? Calm yourself, Correcchio. Yes, you mustn't raise your voice. You mustn't stutter. You mustn't lose composure. You mustn't become flustered. You mustn't waver. Look at their horrid faces. This sorry lot is not worth agonizing over. You're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no matter how loudly you protest, this is a trivial matter. I will never acknowledge your allegations. Not a single one of them. For you see, there is no evidence that I killed Angie. <laughs> no, I will not acknowledge it. I will only acknowledge facts, true events. I won't acknowledge fiction, mystery. I won't acknowledge your deductions or guesses. Well said. Good job, Correcchio. Yes, thanks. What? You do realize bluffs like that won't work, yes? <laughs> That's not possible. I think you may have misunderstood. Apologize. Come on, apologize. 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 Come on. Apologize. 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 <laughs> How? <laughs> Sweet Correcchio, there are times when it's necessary to admit defeat. Uh, admit? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Yes, yes. It's unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. My one regret, my only regret, was not being able to make 100 friends. <laughs> it was my dream to make 100 friends. Oh, it's so unfortunate. I was so close to 100. Agreed. But what to discuss first? Suspicious places, things, people. Which two people fought in that room? We must first make that clear. As long as there is room for debate, it is rash to decide upon the culprit. The culprit is not necessarily among them, but they remain suspicious. That would be best. I'm certain they've been longing for the chance to speak. It's reasonable to assume that it was the victim himself, Yasuhiro Hagakure. Whether it was for self-defense or murder, however, remains a mystery. Suspicion now falls upon you, Kaede. Do you have an explanation? You wished to protect Makoto. There is beauty in such a wish. But Kaede, your lie is far too fragile and fleeting to protect anyone. Luck alone doesn't produce results as consistent as these, Ryoma. Make up your mind already. You were the one who wanted me, yes? Well, the way you quiver with confusion is beautiful, too. Now, give yourself to me. Your fear, worry, anger, and love. I will reveal all of your beauty. I will open the door to a world of pleasure you have yet to experience. I will open the door to a world of pleasure you have yet to experience. My name is Korekio Shinguji. I am called the ultimate anthropologist. Therefore, hmm, I see. Sister, 
Anthropology is, however, do not worry. Well, in any event, I shall observe. How terrifying, how mysterious. Yes, I, a mere jest, from an anthropological point of view. Forgive me, I lost myself. I am serious. Well then, hold on. So then, you see, let's see. Unacceptable. Hmm. Oh dear. I'll tear out your nerves. Could it be? Oh. Ah, yes. Is that so? What is it? Oh, whatever is the matter. How? Hmm. Ridiculous. Excellent. Beautiful. Humanity is beautiful. True. That's correct. Yes. I see, yes. But of course. <laughs> Incredible. Ah, uh, can this be? Wonderful. Perhaps. If so, say, tell me your thoughts. Well, do you understand? No. Listen. Hello? <laughs> that cannot be. I am pleased. There is someone that I love. For my beloved sister. Sister. Yes, I am Corecchio's older sister. Corecchio. <laughs> That's right. That determination of yours is a bright, shining light that draws others to you. Even if it isn't for field work, I wish to travel the country with you. I want to show you the beauty of humanity as I know it. Your deductions are fiction. I will not fear. I will not back down. This is our answer. I have nothing to admit. You are simply wrong, so I have nothing to confess. Yes, I'm not the culprit. Your logic. That's merely a delusion. Well said, Correcchio. Why must you force your delusions on us? To continue this debate is meaningless. I told you I am not the culprit. So why are you looking at me like that? You're all wrong, not me. Correcchio speaks the truth. Such a sorry lot. You have no proof that Correcchio is the killer. What of the murder weapon? I shall go. <laughs> so this is the end.